put your hands together for Pastor Kieran, who's going to wrap up this series, Next Level Relationships. Amen. Come on. I am operating off of the Holy Spirit and Red Bull, so I'm going to need your help this morning. Whoo, I'm tired. I'm telling you that right now. But, but, I'm not, I'm not too tired to stomp the devil this morning. You guys ready? So what I want to do, I want to spend the next three hours and 15 minutes speaking and concluding this collection of talk we've been having on relationships. Relationships are vital. And what I want to do to, just to begin this, this sermon, this presentation, if you would, I want to go to the portion of the Bible that's known for its wisdom. And it's, this author is known as King Solomon. He writes a lot of smart things, and he says something very profound. In Proverbs chapter 18, verses 24, this is what the writer writes. He says this, one who has unreliable friends soon come to ruin. But there is a friend, somebody say friend, that sticks closer than a brother. I want to take a sermonic survey this morning and if I were to take that survey and I were to ask this question, how many friends do you have? Before I could ask that question, I would have to clarify what a friend really is. And we live in this digital age where there is a digital blur when it comes to friends. You see, friends is not your Facebook friends. Like, you know, the people you won't say hi to at the store, but you'll comment on their stories. You know what I'm talking about? We, we need friends that are not just workplace friends. At times, workplace friends could be the most superficial friends. I'm just here to get paid. I will say whatever you want and do whatever you want just so you can leave me alone. Some of us, we, we have more friends on the TV show Friends. We know more about Monica and Rachel, Joey and Chandler, Phoebe, than we do the people in our own groups. Friends, friends is, it's a vital topic, an important topic. I don't think we value friends in our culture as much. Think about it. In all of our movie productions, a lot of the narrative is usually surrounded by one man, one woman, some conflict. At the end, they come together in this romantic flair. And there's always, there's always the guy you thought was your best friend, but it really is an evil person who's after to get you. Friends get a bad rap. I wish, I wish, this is why I love Fast and the Furious, although they've had too many movies. <laughs> it's a movie that is strictly about a group of friends doing things together. Yeah. We need more, more examples of friends. I wish I'd walk by on pub, in the public's aisle instead of seeing the cosmopolitan about how to, you know, crazy stuff, how to do things with this, how to be a better friend. I wish I would see more on that. I wish the news would cover more about friendship. I wish we had so much more on friendship. Friends are valuable. They're important. They're needed. And the challenge for many of us is we don't know what a true friend is. Maybe we've had a bad experience. Maybe in high school, the people you thought were your friends 
weren't your friends. And maybe the, the things that happened in your past is stopping you from moving forward in this area of friendship. And a lot of us have used 2020 as an excuse to cut everybody off. Quarantine already ended. Like, like we, we, can't, we can no longer live in this realm that we don't need nobody. Listen, you're not Beyonce. You're not Miss Independent, okay? Like, we, 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 need, we need true biblical friends. Yeah. Friends are vital. But there is this misconception, right? So here's the problem. Like, the problem is true friends, hear me. True friends are defined by their fruit, not our feelings. Oh, I'm going to talk to this side. You guys aren't listening. I'm going to talk over here. (laughs) True friends, true friends are defined by their fruit, not our feelings. This is why your mom is always saying, Johnny, be careful who you hang out with. Sally, don't mess with that group. Why? Because it doesn't matter how we feel. Well, they're kind of funny. Even though they say kind of inappropriate, they're funny. Oh, they're at least nice to me. They may be mean to everybody. They're nice to me. No, no, no. It can no longer be about how we feel, but by their fruit. Here's what the Apostle Paul says. He says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. As if there is this notion that you and I can be unaware that we are wandering away from our purpose. Jesus even gives us this principle as he's speaking to false teachers, as he's talking about false teachers, warning his disciples, warning his friends about who to look out for. He gives us this unique and profound idea. He says, you will recognize them by their fruit. True friends are defined by their fruits, not our feelings. In high school, I loved the gym. I still love the gym. The gym don't love me, but I love the gym. (laughs) And I remember I was with a friend of mine, a big dude. He's trying to get me into working out. And as we are heading in my car to the gym, we hit a stoplight. We stop. I'm waiting for green. The light hits green, I hit the gas pedal, I don't move. And you know how it is. You've, you've, you've been there. Not even a second pass. Not even a second. Wait one second. People are honking. I'm freaking out. And for some reason, whenever the horn goes off, we like lose our mind for like a split second. We're like, uh, where's, where's the, you know, you've been there. Yeah, but next time, just for fun, just honk and see someone <laughs> go crazy. Don't do that, especially if you have a rye sticker. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there, and uh, I'm, like, freaking out, and my friend is he's laughing. I look over, and I look down, and I realize the car is in neutral. <laughs> and here's what I learned that there is no such things in the area of friendship as a neutral friendship. You will either go forward or you'll be pushed back. What happens is a lot of us want to 
live in this world without the proper friends. And the unfortunate truth is we don't know what it looks like. Proverbs chapter 13, this is what scripture tells us. Verse 20 says this, the wise... It needed Red Bull, too. It needed Red Bull. It says this, walk with the wise and become what? Wise. That means who you hang out with is important. Yeah. That means who you consult to is important. Yeah. That means who you watch on YouTube, who you watch on the Life Channel, who you, like, it's important. Yeah. Walk with the wise and become wise. wise. For a companion of fools, who suffers harm? Look, look, hey. Callie, my daughter, right? Don't worry about my oldest daughter. Like, I'm, I'm telling you when, you, get, when you hear this story, when you hear this story, it's crazy. So she calls me, she said, babe, guess what? Guess what? I was like, what? She says, Callie came home, and she, to- she showed me something her friend taught me. I was, taught her. I was like, what did he teach her? She said her friend taught her that it was cool to do this. <laughs> oh, that was the middle finger. She's seven. (laughs) Callie, my oldest, unaware of the nature and ramification and consequences of what she did, said she learned it from her friend. Here's the truth. We evolve into who we are around. And oftentimes, it's a good practice at the end of the year to evaluate, am I the same? Am I growing Am I better this year because of the people around me? In leadership circles, it says like this. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Walk with the wise. Walk with the wise and become wise. But a fool. Like your mom told you this. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. It's important. Who we're around who we walk with, who we are is vital to the community that we are around. Yeah. So friendship is vital. Friendship is important. Friendship is necessary because a friend can either help your development or herald your demise. Wow. Wow. And I wish I can go back to my high school self and say, hey, don't hang out with them. No, no, not, not that. No, okay, look, like that person right there, you guys are going in two different directions. Right. Yeah. Erica often says, whenever we talk to people about our past or we talk to people about where we're from, she's off, she often refers to me as the popular kid. I can't remember myself, popular in high school. Like, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, he was like, everybody like knew him. I get it. I get it. I was a captain of the football team, you know. Matter of fact, my brother's here, and um, he would often get mad because people would refer to him as Kieran's brother, so whatever, I get it. It's cool. It's cool. Um, I get it. So I get it. I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I understand. Teachers, uh, teachers like me, I get it. But what I didn't get is when I'd go home, I'd sit on my bed, I'd flip open my phone, 
and get no text messages. Just because you're known doesn't mean people know you. And here's, a, here's, here's a, the challenging part. A lot of us walk in here thinking we're known. Nobody knows you. And what I want to do, I want to, I want to reveal my title in this. Because we have to know that true friendship exists. We have to understand that true friendship is someone that knows you, not your Facebook timeline. True friendship is someone that adds to your life, not subtracts your life. True friendship is someone that pushes you forward, not holds you back. True friends are friends with benefits. Oh, let's change the narrative. Let's change it. True friends are friends with benefits. In essence, people who add to your life, people who are beneficial for your life, people who add value to your life. True friends are friends with benefits. And if you would allow me for the next few moments to, to give you three principles, observations, I believe that a true, a beneficial friend should provide. Yeah. But before we do this, I want to ask this question. What is a beneficial friend? Yeah. Like, what is a beneficial friend? Because the word is giving us a bad example. Number one, a beneficial friend provides accountability. Accountability. Here's what accountability is. Accountability is someone you can count on. Accountability is someone you can lean on. Lean on me when you're not strong. Yeah. I love it. See, first service didn't help me out. They let me to drive. I love it. That, you guys are true friends. Gosh. I love it. A true friend is someone you can count on. A true friend is not someone who's going to tell you what you want to hear. It's going to, he's someone or she's someone going to tell you what you need to hear. Here's the truth. I do not need you as a friend, a biblical friend of mine. I do not need you to agree with me. I need you to agree with God. Did you, did you hear what I just said? I, I need you to agree with what God has said and keep me accountable to it. If you are If you are strictly in for my desires and not God's desire for me, then you are not someone I can count on. True friends provide accountability. But here's the truth about that, though, because we'll say that, right? And I don't want you to think this. I don't want you to think that everyone has access to your life. Uh Uh-uh. Let me pause for the cause and insert this Public service announcement. Some of our problems would be alleviated if we would just check the voices that we are allowing in our life. Grandma, I love you, but you've been living like crazy for the past 50 years. Look, I know you're my childhood friend, but you've been through... Yeah, I, yeah, no, no, sir, no, sir. We, we have to 
understand as Christ followers, we are to love everyone biblically. We are to value everyone equally, but everyone ought to be treated differently. Just because, or let me say it this way, everybody is valuable, but not everybody can add equal value to you. Provide, they provide accountability. Because if you didn't know, friendship is a biblical theme. Yeah. The first problem in the Bible was not sin, it was solitude. God looked at man in Genesis chapter 2, he says, it is not good for man to be a alone. alone. There was no sin, it was solitude. Jesus says in Matthew 22, Clearly, he states this, love God and love the, the Ten Commandments. They highlight this amazing truth because relationship, friendship is what God wants to convey to this world. The first five commandments have to do and deal with our relationship with who? God. The next five deal with our relationship with people. This is a biblical theme. And so we have to be people who can provide accountability. The second truth is this. A true friend provides assistance. I want to read to you relatively quick a portion in Matthew chapter 26 where Jesus is on his way, on his way to be crucified, to be handed over by one of his friends. And there is this moment that we can learn one thing from. In Matthew 26, starting at 36, says this, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And then he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. Verse 34, 37 says this, He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. He had an inner circle. He had, he had like, okay, I'm going to keep this. Like, I love y'all. Trust me. I'm not saying I don't love you guys, but I'm, I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to go pray. And so it, he shares with them. He's like, hey, I am overwhelmed with sorrow. And he goes to pray. The Bible says he's praying. Jesus, the son of man, is praying to God, God, I don't want to do this. He was going through something difficult and personal, and he thought to bring these three with him. And as you keep reading... In verse 39, this is what he says. He comes back after he's prayed and he does all his thing. And next verse he goes, he found them sleeping. I don't know about you, but if I'm Jesus, thank God I'm not Jesus. Why are you sleeping? You're sleeping? Sleeping after I told you that I'm in this difficult moment? Jesus goes to pray again. He does the same thing three times and he says again, you're sleeping? Here's some advice. Stop sleeping on your friends. There are people in here right now who are crying, crying for help, and we're sleeping on them. And here, 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 here's what I want to give you, right? I, I want to give you some practical ways. Practical ways we could provide assistance. Number one, practically, practically we could provide assistance by just helping somebody. You need a shirt? Let me go buy Walmart five bucks. I got you. 
Like on your way home, maybe, maybe we pick up the phone and call that friend that we know or we feel like something's going on, but we're just too busy to actually offer help. Like oftentimes I think the church is too heavenly minded. We're like, oh, we ought to. No, we have to. Yes, there's a place for all the spiritual stuff. But first and foremost, we got to lend a hand. Here's what Jesus or rather Paul writes in Romans chapter 12, verse 13. He writes this. He says very clearly, when God's people are in need, be what? Ready to. He didn't say fast for 14 days. He didn't say read. No, no, no. Be ready to help. Be ready to help. There are people who are crying, who are crying for help in their silence. And all they need is for you to actually be intentional and say, hey, let's sit down for some coffee. We got to talk. And then there's. They're spiritually. I love the culture here at Arise. We believe that pain or problem, pain plus problem equals what? Prayer. Prayer. That means I'm not, I'm not going to wait. Oh, I'll pray for you later. Now I'm going to stop right now. Right now. Not, no, right now. Hey, let me pray for you. And if you can't, pull your phone out right then. Say, I'm writing this down because when I have 30 seconds, I'm going to pray for you. Scripture tells us to pray for one another. Provide assistance. And lastly, true friends, a true friend rather, provides advancement. The definition of advancement is this, to improve or help develop. Psychology today says this, very profound, says this, Strong friendships are a critical aspect of most people's emotional well-being. Strong friendships. What if some of your emotional problems is because you didn't have a friend? Like, what what if you just need someone to say, hey, don't spend all that money on that? I think a lot of us would be emotionally healthy. <laughs> says, strong friendships are a critical aspect of most people's emotional well-being. Research indicates that close relationships or friendships are associated with greater happiness. There is nothing like, nothing like me saying, hey, man, you want to go to a Bucks game? Me and my friends, when, a, when Tom Brady scores a touchdown, we're like, yes, oh my gosh. There's nothing better. Greater happiness inside. We need, we need friends associated with greater happiness, self-esteem, and a sense of purpose. If the world is saying that friends will make you happy, I wonder what biblical friends would do. If worldly friends could help and add value to your earthly life, biblical friends can help and add value to your eternal life. Advancement. 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 A true friend provides advancement. I want to be a friend that puts your need first. I want to help you succeed. 
I want to help you grow. Help you look better. And I get it. There is some, it's hard sometimes to see someone like do better than you. I get it. I understand. You got to deal with that. I, I get that 100%. But there's a moment where you're like, man, they're doing it. I was talking to a former youth pastor, and he said, there is nothing like seeing the people that were in your ministry live for God. Advancement. I have a friend, a very close friend of mine, and there's a moment I was in a, man, a time of need. Difficult moment of my life. And you'll, really, you'll figure out who your friends are by who pick up the phone. So I called this individual, and I'm fortunate enough to have several people in my life that can help, several people in my life that can be that friend. And I called him up, and I had no one else to call, no one else to call, no one else. And I called him, and I'm like, bro, this is happening. He didn't run. He didn't give me the, uh, okay, let's talk about this later. <coughs> now we stayed on the phone for as long as I needed. You know, I don't really remember what we talked about, but I remember he was there. I don't remember what, if he said anything that was helpful, but he was there. And oftentimes I wonder, if helping somebody go from here to here, if all it takes for, is for our presence, for us just to be there. A true friend provides, provides accountability, provides assistance, and provides advancement. But I can't help whenever I look at this verse when I see this text, I cannot help but to see the greatest example of a friend that we have. You see, oftentimes, if we can't find a friend out here that is a good example, we can always find it in Jesus. John chapter 15, 13 says, no greater friend is than this, one who would lay down his life for another. And this morning, the reality is, God is calling you super practical just to be a good friend. He's saying Jesus is it. Jesus is the example. Jesus is the way. But it's time for us to be, to be friends. Just for a moment of privacy and concentration, if you would bow your heads and close your eyes. I want you to ask your heart these two things. One, am I a beneficial friend? And two, have I seen the example in Jesus? And before I pray, Take 15 seconds, ask yourself to analyze. Take some introspection of your life. 
if you're in this place and you say, hey, Pastor Kieran, I, I don't know Jesus as a friend. I, I don't know Jesus as the example that you speak of. I don't know, I don't know what that looks like. I, I want to get to know him today. I want to make a decision just to follow Jesus, just, to, just so, to learn from Jesus and his people. If that's you, if you want to make a decision to follow Jesus right now, really quickly, would you just put your hand in the air? Thank you, God. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So right now in your seats, I'd like for you to pray this prayer after me. Say, dear Jesus, I give my life as a living sacrifice to you. Forgive me of my sins and help me to see you every day through faith. Amen. Come on. So right now, with everybody sitting on their feet, I want to pray a collective prayer as we get ready to leave. I think every, one, every single one of us can be a beneficial friend. We, can, we all can get better. So right now, would you extend your hand? Heavenly Father, right now, Holy Spirit, I pray, I ask, I plead that you would help us, equip us, and encourage us to be a better friend. And Father, because of the example we've seen in Jesus, the example we've seen in the Bible, Lord, I, I, I plead, I hope, it is my desire that we would all grow in, in this area, therefore strengthening the church of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, we need you in this moment. We love you. We thank you. Amen. Come on, church. Let's be better friends. Thank you for watching this message today. We ask that you hit the subscribe button and share this message on all social platforms. Man, we are hoping that you were encouraged and blessed by what you heard. And we cannot wait to see you next time.